It's episode 428 of the Roadman Cycling Podcast. Let's cue that intro. The big question is this. How do we use cycling as a tool to improve our health, our happiness, and our longevity? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Anthony Walsh, and welcome to the Roadman Podcast. Well, hello, all you beautiful cyclists. It's Sarah, and I'm back with the Bonus Saturday podcast, where I delve a little deeper into being a newbie cyclist. And we tackle a couple of the newbie questions from you beautiful bike riders that I talk about with Anthony on the Friday show. If we don't get to those questions, I will cover one or two of them here. And I'll also talk about my training and some hacks that I've picked up from Anthony and other places that will hopefully help you in your cycling and fitness journey like it's helping me. So first things first, yesterday we announced the Roman training camp. Oh my God, it completely sold out in a matter of minutes. So thank you so much to everybody who signed up. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be some crack. So can't wait for that to roll around. But if you would like to register for the camp we're hosting in Spain in September, you can still follow that link in the show notes and you can register your interest in that camp. And we were in Girona last September, uh, Girona in Spain, which is home to a lot of the pro cyclists, the pro peloton. And we had a ball. It was savage. It was just savage crack. So So yeah, still go over to the show notes and have a little look there. Thank you to everybody who wrote in to me uh, in the last week from all around the world. I absolutely love getting these questions. And I have one question here that we didn't get to cover uh, yesterday. So it says, hi from Glasgow. I've been cycling for a few months and I'm decked out in all the kit, but still feeling self-conscious as I'm a bit overweight, especially when I go to a cafe or stop in a shop for refreshments. And I feel, well, basically naked. I was thinking about putting gym shorts over my cycling shorts. Is this a faux pas? Okay, so hello, listener from Glasgow, and I bet you're not on your own uh, feeling like this in your cycling kit. But to be honest, yeah, that would be a little bit of a cycling faux pas. Now, I'm not a cycling snob, and I think everyone should be happy and comfortable and confident. So don't let me stop you from wearing gym shorts over your bibs. And in fact, Anthony told a story a few weeks ago about how he used to do uh, this when he started cycling as well. He's just too self-conscious in the uh, very, very tight lycra. I, I can totally see where you're coming from. A cycling kit is so skimpy, and it leaves very little to the imagination. <laughs> But don't be nervous about being in Lycra. I mean, there's all shapes and sizes out there on bikes. And anyone who is commenting or trolling um, about how you look in your Lycra, or anyone that might have an opinion or a comment on other people's bodies, they just need to shut the F up, in my opinion. They're probably just jealous because we're having the crack on our bikes and all they have to do for fun is judge people. So that's one way of approaching it. But there's also so many practical reasons for wearing Lycra. I mean, it's just so much more comfortable on the bike. And um, I saw I heard, saw somebody online referring to the look as a second rate superhero, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Uh, I guess you can only be a first rate superhero if you have a cape, but unfortunately that just wouldn't be practical due to aerodynamics. <laughs> but seriously, with tight lycra, there's no loose material. 
And that means no chafing and no rubbing, which means no saddle sores, no chub rub, as it's sometimes called. Um, I just think bib shorts are the way forward as well. A um, bit of a public service announcement here. If you're buying kit, buy the bib shorts, the ones with the straps that go over your back, kind of like the old school suspension belts, because the bib shorts go up a lot higher in the back. So they don't, you know, there's no waistband. They don't give you muff on top. They don't, the, the waistband doesn't roll down. And oh my God, there's really nothing as bad as riding behind somebody that has a builder's uh, a builder's bum. The last thing I want to be stuck behind on a group ride is a hairy crack. <laughs> I don't think I can put it any more eloquently than that. The other thing that's really important is no underwear underneath your your cycling shorts. Um, again, it will just cause more chafing. Um, and also, if you're a lady and you are buying shorts, please buy women-specific shorts. Anthony tried to convince me years ago that there's absolutely no difference in the shorts and the chamois between male chamois and female chamois. And he's so wrong. He couldn't be more wrong. In the female-specific sham- female chamois, it has padding in all of the right areas. So if you're going to invest in cycling shorts uh, and you're a lady, please get the cycling-specific chamois. Okay. Thank you very much, listener from Glasgow. And keep the questions rolling in and myself and Aunt will cover them or I'll do them here on the Saturday if I can, as long as they're not too technical. This week, I actually had a really good week in training. As you all know, I'm just back from illness. I've been consistent this week, so uh, happy days. I've done a couple of endurance rides, trying to keep my heart rate under control, build my engine back up again, coffee spin and an indoor session with some three minute zone four efforts. Saturday's group ride spin and Sunday I'll go on a make probably a solo spin because it'll be very, very slow. I always rest on a Friday and a Monday and then my coach Aaron sets my sessions for me. But if anyone wants to know more details about the sessions this week, or if you'd like to try them, pop me an email to sarah at roadmancycling.com. So the thing that we spoke about last week is motivation. And I do kind of struggle with that. You see, this week, it's no bother to me because it's my first week back training. I'm up and at them. I'm, you know, I'm enthusiastic. I'm organized, organized. I'm excited and I'm excited because I've convinced myself this time is going to be different and I'm going to kick ass. I'm going to stay consistent and keep all those promises to myself um, about goals I'm going to hit, KPIs, I'm going to grow my FTP. Um, but this week isn't really the problem, like it never is. Neither is next week, really, if I'm honest. But the following week, that's kind of when things start to slide. And by week four, it's like bye-bye consistent training and hello, this like inner narrative of the bad devil on my shoulder and the good angel on my shoulder. And this kind of running argument, which usually seems the devil has the upper hand and convincing myself that's okay to take a break and then constantly berating myself for being lazy and kind of falling back into this loop again. So in the first week of training this time around, I want to get ahead of myself and start using some systems to not fall into my usual loop with the wheels falling off after a couple of weeks. And I've been doing some research on the topic of motivation. So I have a couple of methods that you won't hear about every day. There's loads out there. Get an accountability partner, sign up for a good cause. You know, if you miss a session, put money in a jar. You know, if you don't train, put 20 quid into a jar somewhere, donate it um, or create a vision board. But I just don't think that these are for me. 
So I found this tactic and I am going to try it this week and I hope you will too. So if you're waning on going training, waning on going training, I think that could probably be my tagline. <laughs> Write down the reasons that you don't want to train and you need to put down about five reasons, but try and put, you need to put down at least five reasons, but try and put more, put between five and 10 reasons. And now this is a really important step the next step you cannot skip it you need to open up your phone or your laptop and use the voice memo button to record those 10 reasons into your phone so just read out the list of the reasons why you don't want to go training or you're not motivated wait five minutes and then go back and listen to the voice recording so at this point your excuses sound completely ridiculous. I'm guessing that hearing yourself complaining that, you know, they didn't have the cola flavored energy gel in stock and you only have orange flavor and I can't train because of that. I'd say that kind of sounds a bit, little bit redundant now. And I would say you're like, did I really say that out loud? <laughs> the lengths I will go to procrastinate or convince myself that I don't have to train because of x y and z is insane so this week I'm going to try this exercise if my motivation is low and I would really like you to do it too and I would really like you to do me a favor and pop me an email with the most absurd excuse that you thought was reasonable when you recorded your voice memo and I will also let you in on a few of my farcical excuses next week so that's it for this week's solo cast, everybody. I hope you all have an amazing week and I will chat to you again next week. Mwah.